Welcome back to Ultimate Mayhem, everyone. I'm your host, Rogue Convoy, and today we're diving into the thrilling world of Afro Samurai once again. In our previous episode, we explored the origin story of Afro Samurai, and now we're delving into a new chapter filled with regrets, fears, and hidden secrets. So with that, I invite you to put your trade table down, have a drink, do whatever you want to do, and welcome to Ultimate Mayhem Afro Samurai Resurrection. So before we proceed through this, I'd like to remind those who haven't listened to part one, you know, stop here for a second and go back, refresh your memory, or even catch up on the story that you missed in the previous episode. There will be spoilers throughout this episode, so do consider yourself warned at this point in time. Now, let's revisit an important aspect of the Afro Samurai universe, the two headbands that are talked about. As we previously discussed, there are two headbands of significance. The number one headband, which grants you its wearer godlike powers and immunity from challenge, essentially making them the ruler of the land. However, the one who possesses the number two headband becomes a target for anyone who seeks to challenge the number one. The rules are simple. A fight to the death determines who gets to continue on the path to Mount Sumeru and face the current number one. But you got to remember, this power comes with a curse, as to those who bear the number two headband must consistently watch their back to ensure that nobody else can come challenge them. So with that, now let's delve into the story of Afro Samurai Resurrection. After achieving his long-awaited revenge against Justice, now if you remember who Justice is, he is the former number one, who was a former number two to Afro's father, who I still believe cheated at this point. I know people have disputed me on this, but I still believe the fact that Justice cheated to beat Afro's father. I do not believe Justice would have won that fight. But we're here, we digress from that point. Now, Afro, after winning the number one headband and just moving on, now spends his days creating wooden sculptures and living a relatively peaceful life. It has been years since he last fought for the headband. So he's got the headband buried somewhere in his yard, and he's not willing to fight at this point, because what's the point anymore? He's got what he wanted done, now he's just going to continue living on his own. However, his tranquility is abruptly shattered when Gino, remember the bear guy from the last episode, is his best friend who had killed the master of the house that they lived together in because... He had the number two headband all this time. And his sister, Sio, violently attack Afro. So they then take the headband, the number one headband, from him, along with his father's jawbones, essentially. Sio then reveals her plans to Afro to bring back his father and use him for vengeance against Afro and anybody else who's wronged her. She then challenges Afro to find the number two headband if he still possessed the will to fight. So if he was willing to continue fighting and get the headband back, then yeah, she would be waiting for him. Afro embarks on a journey to have his sword repaired and eventually finds himself in a gambling house. There, he challenges one of the Empty Seven. So the Empty Seven were people who were trying to get the number one headband from him, created the Afro droid, those are the game guys, one remained after Afro finished with them. With the number two headband at stake. 
Afro soon realizes that Brother 3 is cheating him and forces him to reveal the true owner of the number 2 headband, a ronin named Shichigoro. Unbeknownst to Afro, he saves Shichigoro-san, Kutaro, and then kills Shichigoro, reclaiming the number 2 headband for himself, leaving the kid to seek revenge. That does sound a little familiar, doesn't it? It's the same effect that Justice gave to young Afro when he was going through. He basically said, when you're ready, come and challenge me. I'll be waiting for you at the top of the mountain. And obviously Afro got there and killed him. Afro continues his path, fighting away through Seal's brother and sisters to reach her. However, Seal wields the power of the number one headband and employs some dark magical science to resurrect Rokutaro, or Afro's father, which turned him into a soulless being. You know, bringing back somebody's father, you know, you don't know what the result's going to be. We've seen this time and time again with Supernatural, with um, Sanctuary, like stuff like that. You don't know what these things are going to do. But in this case, it was turned him into a soulless being. Afro, still injured from the previous battles, finds himself on the brink of death as Rokutaro, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, I'm just saying it like that just for the sheer sake of pronouncing it. Nearly finishes him off. This near-death experience triggers a recollection of the bond between Afro and Gino when they were younger. And once Gino realizes the depth of their connection, you know, he attempts to attack the soulless Rokotaru, but is torn apart in the process. Seal realizes the mistake she has made and tries to save Gino, but inevitably that causes the death for both of them. After their demise, Gino takes the spark that was still inside him, combines it with his sister's blood, and revives Afro. Afro then concludes that his the monster that is in front of him is not his real father, and ends up killing him in the process. With the number one headband back in his possession, Afro entrusts the other headband, the number two, to Kotaro, instructing him to come challenge him when he is ready. Meanwhile, Afro returns home in search of a worthy challenger, and just when he thinks he's alone, his enigmatic friend, Ninja Ninja, reappears, reminding him of the endless cycle of violence, death, and all that stuff. And there you have it, the captivating tale of Afro Samurai Resurrection, a story filled with bloodshed, destiny, cruelty, and death. I want to express my gratitude to all of you listening, and remember, we will be back more frequently with more exciting content. I'm eager to hear your comments, critiques, and suggestions for what like you would like to hear next. So, with that, let the multiverse be your guide to new and thrilling adventures. You gotta put your trade table up and finish the drink that you have, because I'm Rogue Convoy, and this has been Ultimate Mayhem Afro Samurai Resurrection.